Okay, something of a special guest with us on the World Rugby Podcast early in the week, and it is a big thank you to Peter Mills joining us. Pete, who is tied up with Cigna, who is one of the leading sponsors of the HSBC Sevens World Series, do terrific stuff in aligning themselves in the wellness and well-being side of things. Is that a good way to line it up, Doctor? Yeah, Sean. We're a health services company now. Most people know us for providing health insurance, but we're more than that. We're about really trying to help people on their health and well-being journey, um, right from the wellness side of uh, things to to when they need really acute medical care within a hospital. Give us a bit of a background on yourself and why we've got you on the phone all the way from the UK this morning. Thanks. Yes. So, Sean, I'm uh, a doctor by trade. I live uh, and work uh, part-time still for the NHS in London. Um, I've been with Cigna for five years now to develop out the uh, the health, the well-being, the medical management services that we deliver to our, our, our clients around the world. Beauty. So that leaves you in the perfect position to sort of help us through the next little bit of uh, time in terms of working through this podcast and it's something that we sort of touched on before hitting record on this this isn't geared specifically to players it's more just the rugby community fans coaches anyone who's tied in in any which way how do you think we might be able to help our rugby community over the next 20 minutes yeah, Sean, I think there's there's a lot of fear and uncertainty out there amongst the general population. Um, we are seeing increasingly people with anxiety and depression, and it's not surprising, really. We don't know what's going to be happening uh, with this viral pandemic. We have issues with isolation. There's some people who are on their own, um, or there's some people who are who are isolating with family and they're having relationship problems. There's employment concerns as well. Uh, some individuals have lost their jobs, or, or, or they've got real uncertainty with their jobs. Others, they're they're trying to adapt to a new way of working and the expectations from from their employers into how productive they should be working from home. And then finally, there's the additional responsibilities layered on top of all of this. Homeschooling kids, looking after elderly relatives, uh, trying to make sure they're okay. And it's not surprising then that, that, that all of this is coming together to, to have a major impact on our mental health. So what are some of those mental health issues that you've noticed which sort of have arisen through the crisis? So you sort of touched on it there. There are a multitude of different things that we're all sort of dealing with. But uh, what are the things that jump out? What are the red flags, I guess you'd say, from a mental health side of things that are jumping out with people? So, Sean, we know that even in in pre-virus times, significant numbers of the population had high stress levels. We do an annual survey, a uh, global annual survey, and we've shown that, that something like 70 or 80% of people are experiencing high levels of stress uh, on a regular basis. And of those people, about 20% of them are really struggling on a day-to-day basis. 
you now add in all of this uncertainty, this fear, this isolation from uh, the viral pandemic, and we've seen a, a major increase in people asking us for help for symptoms of anxiety. They 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 really feel um, out of control. They they are are finding it difficult to control their, their their emotions and their thoughts. Also depression, which goes hand in hand, in hand with anxiety as well. So they're the two main things that we're seeing uh, people asking us about. Let's break those up. So if someone comes to you and they're saying they feel anxious about COVID-19, about the situation they find themselves in, around some of those issues that you've highlighted just a moment ago, what's one of the things that you might suggest to someone in terms of helping to deal with the anxiety side of things? There's some really good treatments uh, that are available for individuals with anxiety and depression, and it's and they're called uh, CBT treatments, cognitive behavioural therapy treatments. Um, and the great thing is that even though we're in lockdown, you can access these remotely. So we have a network uh, around the world of CBT practitioners that we can refer our, our customers to, um, and they can get one-to-one CBT therapy you know, over uh, over the internet, either telephone or internet. Um, and of course, of these of this approach uh, to managing anxiety, to managing depression has been shown to be really effective and it's about changing the way you think about situations uh, and getting more control over uh, your emotions because if you can control um, those those emotions you can then uh, control your behavior as well and how your body reacts tell me why does the depression side of things link so heavily into the anxiety uh, again there's sort of two parts of the same sort of disease. Um, We know that uh, anxiety and depression um, is a physical disease. You know, in the past, many people would tell you to pull yourself together um, or, um, you know, just just get on with things, suck it up. Um, we know now increasingly that they are physical diseases, they're, they're abnormalities of your brain's chemicals, um, how um, how they are produced and, and the impact that that has upon how you think about things, how you approach the world. Um, with that understanding, I think, has come some great uh, treatments but also in the past, there's been a tendency from, from my lot, from the medical profession, to really just dish out pills rather than start to get to the root causes um, of, uh, of some of these uh, symptoms that people have. From your position and seeing the world be turned upside down on pretty much every single front for all demographics scattered around the planet, what positives do you think we might be able to, if there are any, draw from what a lot of us are going through at the moment? Yeah, it's it's sometimes difficult to to see the positives in, in such a situation, but I think there are. And again, this is about reframing how we look at things as, as human beings. One of the things that I think is a, is a huge positive, if, uh, if harnessed appropriately, is reconnecting with family. Many of us are, are with family, spending protracted periods of time with people that we love. 
um, that can cause its problems, but it can also really give us a, a boost. Who, who would imagine that we'd be able to spend so much time with our loved ones um, outside of the normal holiday vacation time? So there is that positive if, if used um, uh, appropriately. I think it also brings out the best in people as well. Um, I was listening to your podcast and, and, and uh, Maxim uh, Mbanda uh, and just just what he was doing and really bringing out the best in him as an individual. And I think this is, uh, this is something that um, we should celebrate. What would you be suggesting that parents could help their kids with at the moment? I know I've read of a number of uh, situations. I've spoken to family, friends who've got kids who are kind of a bit uncertain around things at the moment. What would you think or suggest would be a good way for parents to allay any fears that kids might have? There's many good charities and government bodies out there who are giving specific recommendations about how to speak with kids. Um, obviously, it depends upon how old the kids are um, and where you're based as well, uh, the cultural side of things. Um, but I think there's some overarching themes that, that parents should should be aware of. Um, be open. Uh, be open with your kids. Don't hide things from them. Communicate. And I think one of the messages... I've got for people in general is over communicate during this time um, over communicate with your work colleagues um, with your family with your friends communicate with your kids as well um, talk about feelings talk about worries it's, and it's okay to be anxious it's okay to feel scared um, I think it's good to also have a structure around uh, the day um, and a routine this gives this gives kids uh, a sense of um, comfort um, and as well as that um, try and give them a sense of control over certain aspects of their day as well um, one of the key things that, that drives anxiety and fear is that feeling of loss of control so try and give them as much control in different aspects of the day as you can um, and um, make sure that they are keeping in touch with their family and friends they may be really feeling they're not able to see their friends. They're not, not able to communicate. Encourage them to actually do some video calls, telephone calls with family, with friends. Um, it's a great opportunity, as I said earlier, to, to really keep those connections going with, uh, with people that you love. I'll tell you what, if I gave my little one control of uh, her roster and her day, there'd be a lot of tech time and a lot of cooking being done. I think that'll be about the uh, extent of it. Uh, what about parents supporting one another or just uh, parents and ways that they can sort of lend a hand? Is I, mean, there's, I guess there's no hard and fast rule to it, but I mean, that, there's some great thoughts and insight you've just given then in terms of looking up parents looking after the kids. How can parents help look after other parents? Again, this is about... This is about making sure your your friends, your family, other parents are okay. Many of us are working uh, from home. Um, this may be a new concept for us, a new a, a new thing for us. Um, maybe homeschooling as well. Um, I think in general, if you're talking about a household, um, establish rules and roles within that household. Um, make sure that people 
understand what their responsibilities are. Now, if you've got small kids, that may be a little bit more difficult, but certainly uh, amongst the adults within a household, really start to establish um, some, some roles and some rules there. I think it's important also to designate a quiet space within the house. So people know that if you are in that quiet space, you, you want time on your own um, and you want, you want time to kind of adjust and, 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 and calm down or just, um, just recharge. Uh, I said earlier, over-communicate. It's really important um, uh, to, to actually spend more time communicating with each other um, uh, and I guess one of the final things that I would suggest is don't get too obsessed with the news and social media. It's very easy to uh, to have the news on 24-7 rolling uh, news or, or, or looking at the social media all the time and you get yourself whipped up into uh, into a bit of a frenzy with that. So, so if you find that's happening to you, limit it, limit it to a certain period of time during the day, maybe an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening. The news doesn't actually really change that that much and the rest of the time is just filled with, with fluff. I was going to try and get you to give us three things that everyone can do to help with their well-being, but I feel like you've really nailed it down with those uh, suggestions for the kids and the parents again. But if you were to recap and pull the eyes out of uh, what you've just shared with us then, what would they be? So rather than reshaping it all again, what would be your three recap takeaways for everyone that's listening? Because I think there's a lot of good stuff you've just uncovered there. Yeah, I guess the number one is, is the communication, Sean. Um, often our communications um, are, are, are done in the workplace, are, are done on the go, done on the phone, etc. As we're all being crammed together, well, not all of us, but, but many of us have been crammed together in a house, isolating. The communication side of things is important, but the communication outside is important as well. Um, you know, connect with your friends, your work colleagues, and um, make sure they're doing okay as well. Because at the moment, it's okay not to be okay. Um, and, and really try and provide support to others out there. So I'd certainly say the communication side of things is is important. The quiet time, the, the me time is, is important as well. And it's a great opportunity to learn how to meditate or, or um, to, to learn relaxation techniques. I would recommend everyone spend at least 15 to 20 minutes a day on their own, just being reflective, maybe meditating, maybe doing relaxation exercises. Uh, just reset yourself um, and I think the final thing is try and have some fun um, it, these are really difficult times and you know we've talked about the uncertainty we've talked about the fear and anxiety try and make sure that you do something every day that is fun yep that is uh, that can be the struggle but I tell you what it's been uh, fun having you with us on the World Rugby Podcast Dr Peter Mills from Cigna if it's okay with you, I'm thinking uh, going ahead, what we might do ahead of our next chat, which we'll uh, stagger for a little bit down the track, we might tally up some questions for you because obviously that next transitional phase will be tricky for everyone as well. And if it's okay with you, we'd love to have you back with us on the World Rugby Podcast. I'd love to be back, Sean. You keep washing your hands there, Doctor, and we'll speak soon. Perfect. Thank you. See ya.